Game Boys. Hello, Internet. Welcome to the Game Boys Papa Podcast. Papa Podcast. Kick a Game Boys. Give a podcast. Kick a Game Boys. <laughs> My name is Lex. With me as always, he just got back from burning down Notre Dame Cathedral. It's Griffin Davis. Dude, I was just talking about this to my guest, and I was like, "Why did I bring this up? This is the ultimate bummer to to like set a mood for a podcast." And then without a fucking beat, you come in and we do it on the track. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Well, look, man, it's you did a crime and I think we just need to tell the people about it. Hey, hey, hey. Um, (laughs) I'm confessing to crimes on the show like once a fucking week. So it's it's your turn now. Okay, well, I didn't do this one, but moving away from that, please talk about video games. Yeah. Now that that's over, let's get into the mix. Griff Dog, what have you been playing this week? Well, I'm about to beat Sekiro, which has been cool and fun and great. Um, But I want to talk about a game that I just played the demo of uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. World for Ooh, the yeah, Switch. I heard of good things. It's very good. And I just I can't spend $60 on this like kid Yoshi game right now, although I really want to. But it's great. Like the world is made out of like kids diorama pieces. Uh, and it's really uh, fun and like how you can like go through the world and do that. And then the cool part is once you complete a level, you can go backwards through the level and the level flips. So you see like behind the diorama and like how it's built and there's like all new like secrets. So there's oh, like, that's this cool, cool like mechanic where the whole world like flips and you see the backside. Oh, that's actually pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I'll check that out. Maybe, maybe we'll get to check that out one day when it's cheaper. I can't buy any games because I bought a new game that I've been playing and I've been playing it. Fucking constantly, baby. Uh, I have, you didn't tell me. What is it? Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney uh, Trilogy yes, released yes, on the yes, Nintendo yes. Switch in uh, HD. Oh, my God. It whips uh, so much ass. Wow. Um, for it's those who so haven't good. played, it's uh, it's like a it's like basically like a, a choice based kind of like uh, like audio. Like, I don't know. Well, it's, it's, like a, a book, it's a it's right? a fucking it's a light novel. It's like a Japanese visual <laughs> like a novel. novel. It's just about yeah. like. You're a lawyer who's basically Sonic the Hedgehog if you were a lawyer. <laughs> and like all you do is so, solve a- crimes. Sexy as hell. The thing about it, the thing about it is that in the world of Phoenix Wright, the way the legal system works is like this. Every court case can only last three days. And to prove <laughs> someone innocent, you usually also have to figure out who did the crime. No, yeah, they're always guilty before proven innocent, right? In they're guilty the before proven innocent, and a reasonable <laughs> doubt is not enough to get them off. You have to like actually have a cohesive cohesive like alternative theory of the crime. And by cohesive, I mean like correct. It's really what? It's really funny. It's It's really funny. funny. It's really good. Um, they're really rewarding puzzles. That is funny. What? You know, like it's one of those rare video games that is funny. I think we remember talking about this with like Phil yeah. when he oh, yeah, was on like ago. how we few games are like funny. <laughs> like this, no, this game, game is legit funny. Has jokes for days, and the ensemble is so good. Like the old lady security guard, yeah, is the first an amazing one. character. Yeah, she's they, in all of them. She comes back in each one. They like bring all the characters back. Yeah, it's true. They they do. They build a really good ensemble. They build a really good world full of detail. Um, and they play with it a lot in a way that's really fun. It's just a nice change of pace from like trying out Sekiro and like playing Final Fantasy seven again and playing magic and all that shit. Like this game is just such a different feel. Well, I think we need to move on the narrative of this podcast because we have an excellent guest. He is a hilarious sketch comedian. You can find him at the Pack Theater on Team Gutter. Uh, you might have seen him on AMC's Halt and Catch Fire or caught him on his weekly sketch series, Jonald. Welcome to the podcast, Nick Pupo. Hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you for Hello, enduring Nick. like three different interruptions. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like it. I like all this stuff. It's very active. It's very uh, it's a very busy area. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're truly living in the, the the urban metropolis of Los Angeles. Truly yeah, a neo Tokyo. I, I got to <laughs> say, the first thing I have to mention is the H.I. McDonough uh, poster you have on your wall. Yes. Uh, I'm incredibly jealous. It's right. Very good. Uh, yeah, that was I was at an art gallery, but I found it was like in a corner like on the floor like in a pile and i was like are you guys selling that And they're like oh that like i okay and i was like 30 bucks and they're like sure and like everyone else behind me in line was like damn it yeah that's that's <laughs> an incredible find that's one of my favorite movies ever yeah it's great he's an artist that does Look, portraits. there's one thing griffin to be jealous of griffin of and there might only be the one mm-hmm. it's that he has impeccable taste in movie posters and a very good collection thereof that's great otherwise you know take it or leave it i see some good stuff in the other room <laughs> yeah no there's some good shit there's good shit all over the house oh um, yeah, put that on my gravestone had cool posters hey had impeccable posters impeccable <laughs> uh, unimpeachable posters but nick <laughs> welcome to the show um i guess we'll start yes. off the way we start off most of these shows which is asking sort of what's your like video games how big a part of their life of your life are they since when how etc okay well uh, I was telling Griffin outside the last game I was playing was Red Dead. Very popular game. I actually went out and bought uh, uh, an Xbox one for that. Damn. I um, I was a big gamer when I was a kid. And then when I started doing stand up, I kind of stepped away for a long time. Um, but, I, you know, the big stuff for me when I was younger was uh, I had the old, old Sega, like the one before Genesis. Sure. Uh and then I had a Sega Genesis and then I went PlayStation one, PlayStation two, PlayStation three, and eventually got an Xbox and Xbox 360 and then one. Are you sure? The PlayStation gang. Oh, really yeah. changing, kind of changing uh, studios as you went, like kind of growing yeah. up going from sort of yeah, Sega I had, studios I had no to no brand loyalty. Sure. Good. Didn't fuck give a fuck. Look, I have yeah. an Apple computer and an Android phone. I feel you big time. Yeah, dude. I never, uh, I never got, I never had like Nintendo ever. Yeah, no, that's a wild had a Nintendo. of all the ones to skip on. Nintendo is a really interesting choice because they are making white weird shit. They've been making weird shit since before I was born. Yeah. Oh, they're great. I I should have had one, but I never I never I think I had a Game Boy and that was it. Sure. You, you mentioned PlayStation one. I had a random thought. Do you guys remember like how uncomfortable the controller was for the PlayStation one? It felt like it was made out of rocks, like it was sharp and hard. You have, is that just me? I don't know experience? if I remember that. I feel like they've been pretty consistent. It's been like almost the same shape. I yeah, thought it's almost the same shape. I remember them being really uncomfortable. I just kind Maybe of, the first models were. My memory know, is just that every controller of that era sucked ass. Yeah. That like yeah. the N64 controller is like not that good. The PS1 controller is not that good. The original Xbox controller. The N64 controller, is a, controller was a disaster. It was very <laughs> confusing. It was as though it was built for a person with three hands, which is right. not like a normal. It didn't make any fucking well, sense. If you transcend as a gamer, like a third spiritual gamer hand like erupts from your chest. And that's right. what operates the center stick. I yeah, saw, it's like becoming enlightened in the gaming world. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a guy who uses it's the Buddha of mm-hmm. an N64 controller by pressing the buttons with his right hand and then using two fingers on the control stick in the middle. I think it encouraged friends. Like, you know, once someone holds on to the other side. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It was a, real co- a co-op oper- a cooperation, if you will. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of cool. Did you was there any particular? So you said you played a lot as a kid and then less as you got older. Like, would you remember what mm-hmm. system was like the last one that you were like really invested in? Yeah, I, the Xbox 360, I think, was the last one that I was playing. I always I always resorted back to Halo. Like yeah. I started I started with Halo one and played like linked 
what were they? It's the link parties or whatever the fuck, yeah, right? Land Remember parties, those? yeah. Land parties, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's they like were. like parties where you dress up like the character Link. <laughs> play I mean, Halo? I mean, yeah, Why? but I thought we didn't talk about those. Uh, <laughs> those were just so, me and my friend. It was a very special time. Yeah. You guys didn't have Link parties? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I used to play a lot of Halo. Um, I, I think, like, the, the biggest game for me when I was younger was I, I used to play a lot with my friend uh we would play um we play metal gear first metal gear solid nice Hell which yeah. actually used to give me nightmares whoa because uh, of the ninja i don't know if you remember the ninja from metal gear solid 2 sure and he sliced people up and it was pretty it was it very pretty, violent it was pretty brutal for its time for sure yeah um those games got am into i staying it. on track here or am i going on tangents you're good oh. man look most of this podcast is tangents we have like four questions we remember to ask every show so like, okay hell yeah, yeah you're good to go as long as we're filling time you're funny yeah. um okay so griffin like you Dude, mentioned welcome before, to tangent top, that, like, you, oh, good. perfect that's i have sorry lex what are you saying i was saying griffin uh griffin mentioned the top that you were on on halt and catch fire which if i remember correctly that's a show about like early computing stuff like that mm-hmm um did any of so do you we asked this question to do you hack do i hack no i tried (laughs) i actually looked up i tried to become a coder uh because i got cast as a coder so i started to like learn how to code that lasted maybe about a week i was like this is too many numbers (laughs) it's fucking hard dude (laughs) yeah it's a lot of patience yeah it's just gonna do the thing that (laughs) is asked of me was there any sort of like cool because you said you've been playing like sort of OG video games. Was there any kind of cool crossover stuff between like working on that show and playing like older video games or any places where like that kind of stuff like crossed over in a way that was interesting to you? Are they just sort of parallel things? Um, like my, from my past or like things that I, you mean like, yeah, just like when you're working on the show, was there just any like, whoa, early computers, early video games. I've only watched like 30% of the episodes of the show. So I'm not as well versus maybe I could be. Yeah. They talk about like dig dug and stuff. Oh, is there, is there an element of games or like they ever talk about a computing game in it? Yeah. They talk about games. Cause that's what the kids are. And I, I was a, uh, one of many coders mm-hmm. on this show. And what we all did was we made video games for this company in the show. Hmm. Uh, so like we would either make video games or we, and we, we were always playing, we were playing like, uh, I'm trying to remember some of the uh, dig dug is the one that sticks out, but there were like a ton of games that we'd be playing in the show and stuff. And like there was pong and was there anyone on the cast who was just like extremely good at these old games and just like took that time to really shine? No, well, we actually were never, we actually never were playing the game. It was all, it was all, yeah, I, thought, it was I was thinking, all, that, sorry, I'm just used to doing such small independent productions. And I'm just like, Oh, I'll just have people actually playing video games, not use right. a computer to CG yeah. and oh, video would games. Have been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of time on set where we were just, you know, any production, you're just like sitting around doing jack shit. So it would have been great to have some video games, but yeah. just blank screens and we had to pretend. Yeah. Black, blank screens <laughs> pretending. And then someone in post had some dig dug footage for sure. Right. Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I just think it's such a cool, that, that's such a cool era of video games when like people were just kind of making shit from scratch, which is yeah. like. I don't know. I think the, one of the I, I revisit a lot of those old games on my emulator systems um, a lot over here. And I think that's just such a crazy time. Dude, I got to check out the show. It seems like it really it's like it's a pro gamer show, which is what we really need in this climate. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's, it's certainly a pro gamer show. It's less about the gaming and more about like the startup company and the yeah. dawn of the Internet and connecting people online. Mm-hmm. Like that's something they focused on a lot was like chat rooms and, and and trying to, you know, come up with these revolutionary ideas, which ultimately the cool thing about that show is that um, th- it, it's like a true it's like almost like a it's based on off true like startup companies that failed. 
So it's you you know they're gonna fail because they're all competing against like Game Boy and Apple and all these uh, or Nintendo and Apple and all this stuff. So it's like it's cool to I don't know that that's what was neat yeah. about the show is that like you know it's not gonna work out. Does yeah. this like big dick guy named like with that owns Blockbuster just walk around yeah. and be like fuck all you yeah. guys I'm king forever <laughs> I'm winning yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that is a really interesting perspective especially like. Because, you know, the way history is written by the winner is like all the way that we think about technology is like all these companies that have succeeded and are around everywhere. But a lot of the legwork that got them there was done by companies that like failed and they just bought them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really actually it's a really heartbreaking show for that reason. It's that like there are these entrepreneurs that are trying to like succeed in this industry. That's they they're just up against these giants and they can't they can't even survive. Yeah, it sounds like independent games. That's kind of the story of like the company behind the game you picked today. So I think we should start talking about it because I'm very excited while we get into a little bit of history about this game. California is a state in the Pacific region of the United States. It is home to 39.6 million people across the vast range of ecological terrars, mountains, oceans, and forests. But in the late 1970s, California was also home to Epics Inc., a developer and publisher that wanted to create action-oriented content in the relatively new medium of video games. After a series of small successes with other sports games, Epics would release a new game in 1987 that focused on the sunny culture of popular sports in the state of California. Released for the Apple II, it was a simple package of minigames where the player could be a surfer, rollerblader, skater, or even hacky sack enthusiast. And 300,000 units later, it became their most successful game to date. This week, we're shredding that nar-nar and getting major barrels with 1987's California Game. Tubular, yeah. tubular dude. Utterly bodacious. Dude, fucking Nar-nar? sick, dude. Nar-nar? Was Narnar in there? No, Narnar's not in there. Okay, but, great. But it should have been. There's there there is Gromit. Ugh. Uh, uh, what someone's like, sup? Watch out for them Gromits. <laughs> Gromits. What's Gromits? Yeah, Gromits is uh little little beach kids. Like 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 when in in like surf culture, there's like the kind of like teen surfers, but then there's like these like middle school kids that kind of like run in packs, and they're oh. Gromits. Oh, it's like the the what was that show? Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Yeah, exactly. Those are Gromits. Yeah, those are Groms. Oh, I thought this was little, a real wall. I thought I'm trying to put together walls and Gromit joke here, and it is just fucking <laughs> dying in the crib. Um, <laughs> dude, that's you know okay. Gromit was like always shredding, dude. You know the problem with Gromit's always claymated dogs causing a ruckus. Um, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have made a joke. Griffin just <laughs> shook his head at me in a way that was so intensely derisive. <laughs> Griffin was not even that disapproving of when I said that's when I was making fun of Italians as H.P. Lovecraft. He was way more into that. Well, that's the last. That's the last safe uh, culture that we can impersonate. That's what they say. Um, I still feel <laughs> yeah. weird about doing an HP Lovecraft impression on the show. I hope I never do it again. Um, anyways, uh, so why, so this game is a crazy choice. It's a real mm-hmm. uh, flashback to the earliest days. What was it about this game that, uh, that made you want to bring it on and talk about it? Um, well, it's the, it's, it's a game I think about a lot, uh, cause I played it all the time. I played that and, and, and a few other, uh, games on the, on the, um, the, the Sega, that Sega that I was talking about before the Genesis, um, I don't know why I think about it, but I, I was so addicting to me, um, of just like be, you get to, you got to do all these cool sports things, all these extreme sports. And I think that maybe part of why I really liked it was that I couldn't do any of that stuff. And, and I never could till this, to this day, I can't surf. I can't play hacky sack. I can't 
rollerblade, really. Uh, what were the other ones? Uh, there's, there's a half there's foot bag foot bag right it's hacky sack <laughs> foot bag is what they call it in the game yeah really weird choice but yeah, yeah we'll, that's a great we'll, point we'll hit every sport we'll hit every sport individually because there's there's things to talk about with each one because this game is basically just a collection of mini games right so you kind of got to tackle them like one at a time i think that i think that maybe a reason that i liked it because because i have a add i have a very very short attention span and so like as a kid just plugging it in and playing like a quick little thing mm-hmm. little mini game was was really good for my my uh, brain yeah no i mean i think that was a really big genre of games at the time because you also had like kirby all-stars and the on the on the famicom and like other games like that that were just like yeah a bunch of just tiny little mini games that like kids could just play and you could just put your kids down and be like all right you have 10 minutes like go do three tricks yeah yeah and now and now you know in a certain way tiny little video games but in other ways an onslaught uh like you basically have to play a string and you play you choose to play one and then it plays like a string of them and you try to get like the highest score in each of them so That's it's right. kind of just like a put your head down and just like try to just like nail it as hard as you can and some of the games are a little trippy <laughs> yeah i think i just liked I, you know there's certain things about games where you just kind of get hooked on like the music and it's like it, it gets you in a trance because it's like there's so much repetition yeah. in the music and the sounds in these games yeah. that it is like hypnotic you know and i don't feel like there's not really that in most games now it's like very much like uh, you're in a world and it's very realistic but this was just like the boop boop Boop, and then like the little surfing music in the background. And uh, I loved it. Yeah, it's what I like to call a choom, uh, you know, just like a vibe. Like it takes it to a place, you know, it's more like a meditative experience. What is choom? A choom, well, you it's know, what Barack Obama calls weed. Popularized <laughs> by uh, Barack Obama and his uh, friends in high school in Hawaii. Uh, no. they, they would go out and smoke uh, weed and they were called the choom gang. Uh, but to me, a choom <laughs> is an experience. The choom gang? Is this is real? That's this is real. Thing. Yeah. No, Obama used to choom with his friends. It was their, you know, their weed slang term. Choom. So choom was like puffing on weed or it was weed. It choom is a universal word that I am now co-opting to describe like a vibe. Oh, you know, okay. when like a game is like less about like reflexes and more about experience. Sure. Okay. So it was a choom. It was the, the choom. I, I, I guess they're so. catching on. Hakuna Matata. The choom. I like it. I, I can dig it. Yeah, the for choom. sure. We're in purely Griffin territory now, so don't look for yeah. any help here. This is extremely Griffin's bag. Oh, don't dude. look to Lux for any help on this one. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but, I can't look. I, sometimes I can help clear up these things, but this one is beyond my can. Um, so normally we like to talk and ask the guests how them sticks feel, a.k.a. the controls of the game. But the controls of the game are very different based on each game. So I think we should just start talking about the games, uh, starting well, with a quick list life. of all the different games that they have just to like, let people know. Well, we'll go, we'll go through them right now. I mean, we're going to okay. talk about each one. Sure. Um, like the half pipe one. It's got a big half pipe. It's got Hollywood in the background, man. That's right. You know that epic half pipe right in front of the Hollywood sign? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a landmark. It's a huge Every, landmark. Everyone loves it. We've all fucking stepped into that one. I uh, I don't know if I liked that one all that much. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, you fall a lot. And it, and it also wasn't visually interesting that to me. And I also really didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like, when I was that young, 
I had no idea what the fuck a half pipe was. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So hold on. You never like I grew up with extreme sports. I'm from an extreme. I'm basically from the rocket power family. man. Are you or where, uh, where are you from? California? I, I'm from Long Beach, California, bro. I would okay. surf, skate, board. I'm basically yeah. one of these characters, except for hacky sack. I can't do right. Hacky sack. Yeah. Hacky sack is tough. Um, You never tried skateboarding or anything. I did, but not until I had. I was done playing that game. That game came out in 87. I was, I was born in 89. So I started playing that game. So you played it when you were negative too. Yeah. Was, right. I played <laughs> it in the year womb. before was, I was conceived. Yeah. I just projected it on my mom's just, belly. Just warming awesome. up. <laughs> I, uh, no, I couldn't, uh, the first gamer. <laughs> I had, I didn't know I was playing it at a time when I didn't know like what like extreme skating was. Sure. So I just thought, why am I not like on a trail with this, this skateboard, you know, oh, yeah, hopping well, over it's like stuff. you're imagining it more like as a, a, a trap, like a, like a movement travel thing than like a short, like a sports trick thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but that was the first half pipe I ever saw, which is interesting. Whoa. You know, I didn't know what those were until. And then when I got into like, when I was like, uh, you know, nine, 10, that's when I started like skating mm-hmm. yeah. so like basically in this mini game like all of them they don't explain how to play it at all you just start playing it and just like we'll start crashing and then mm-hmm. like the point system makes me laugh a lot because like like you'll just do something it'll be like a thousand points triangle and then it'll be like you do another exact movement they're like five thousand points skull it's like what is this what does this mean what yeah. is this, what is this point system <laughs> i don't remember any of that i just remember that yeah it was pretty self-explanatory because it would just everything was already moving when you started right it was like it was rarely was it like press go and you start it's like you as a surfer i believe that you just like were surfing Mm -hmm. you start off in the dead water no yeah no yeah and the surfing one starts and if you don't press the keys he just dives straight into the bottom of the water right a little shark head pops up yeah what was the (laughs) fucking shark Jeez, yeah, I love that one. Surfing. I actually loved the surfing one. The surfing one it seemed fun. Yeah. The surfing one well, also the sur- has the most like built-in flavor because it has like a, a character. Yeah. Because you got Rip and Rick. Yeah. Wait, did they give him a name? Yeah, it's it's all it's called Surfing Frenzy starring Rip and Rick. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you're like, this is the real fucking guy. Yeah. Like, this is the dude. I mean, this is our hero. Well, that one was cool, I think, because it painted a a, a pretty good picture, right? It felt like Okay, so here's here's like an angle. They shot it like it would uh, like it. I don't know, like they shoot competitions. You know, you're yep. saying you're getting chased by a thing, right? So it mm-hmm. felt there were some stakes. It felt like it, it was exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, All right, that, so one's that one's solid. that one holds up. But then what about roller skating? <laughs> okay, oh my god. Oh, what was roller skating? So roller skating is uh, this woman's uh, rollerblading down Venice Beach. Yeah, uh, not a like, ponytail. Like, uh, yeah, with a ponytail, uh-huh. she's rollerblading down this death trap of a of a sidewalk, right? Uh, which is actually pretty true to form. Like, if you did try to rollerblade in Venice, like uh-huh. you probably would crash about the same amount as this girl. But yeah, uh, she there's like beach balls, cracks in the street, grass, That's like right. literally anything will cause her to trip. And right. she's just like it's 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 like the most it's definitely the most metal like platformer of the of the mini games. I like the Can idea. You- that- She's like a totally mobile, effective rollerblader unless there's an obstacle of any kind, <laughs> right. at which point everything goes right the fuck out the window. She's so like, can, I can she hop or can she, is she just moving around it? She can hop and spin. Oh, spin. Which yeah. spin does what? Though? I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's, it's like a horizontal a cool hop kind of thing. 
It may just right. be for style points. I'm not sure. I mean, look, style points are very important. Without them, you can't use a game breaker in NFL Street. Right. And then if you can't do that, then you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember liking that one at all. That one's definitely one of the harder ones. That one also seems like closer, though, to what you were talking about, what you wanted from the half pipe. You know what I mean? Like, that one seems like more of the movement-oriented kind of transportation-y right. thing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it also was... I've poked around this game my emulator a little bit and it was extremely difficult to do the rollerblading. Yeah, I fucked maybe up that was what turned time. me off about that one. It's really hard and it's really funny to watch all of, not just in this one, but all of the character animations for crashing or falling are very funny because yeah. like they're just like weird pixel bodies just kind of like collapse. It looks like all their bones just disappeared in their bodies and they just like crumple. Right. Yeah. That's like a, like a classic, like the like weird like accordioning effect that they do yeah, on like yeah, 8-bit yeah. sprites is so funny and so yeah. weird. Because <laughs> it does really look like if you fall down, you just lose all your bones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, my only regret is that I have bonitis. Um, all right. You- now let's get to. <laughs> Did you say uh, bonitis? Yeah, sorry. It's a Futurama joke. Oh, the, <laughs> the episode where the guy comes back in the future and then he dies and he's like, the only regret I have is that I have bonitis. And then he dies of bonitis. Oh, um, nice. Which you is seen the episode? What? Watch it. It's great. Great one. <laughs> is it? Is that a made up thing? Bonitis? I assume so. It's gotta be. Gotta be. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's too no funny a name real. for a disease to not be made yeah. up. Um, I get it. Yeah. Now let's talk about BMX because that is clearly the Ugh. most uh, rad one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. In terms of rad. In terms yeah. of pure raditude. Obviously the most tubular is surfing. The most bodacious is the half pipe. But in terms of purely being <laughs> rad, let's talk about BMX. That one, I didn't play much of it. That one, Griffin, do you want to take the lead on what was that one? Uh, I didn't like this one. Okay. Tell me why. Why not? Uh, I never like this is just like as a skater, I'm I'm anti BMX video okay. games. Okay, <laughs> well this, this this opinion isn't valid. I <laughs> know uh, I just don't like bike games. I never have. I don't even like moto cross like yeah. games. I just like for some reason that's just like a no. It's like annoys me. The movement annoys me. I don't know. It was my it was my least fave. Mm. Yeah, I think I liked that one. <laughs> I think it was good because that's I think that's kind of what I was looking for. And the, uh, the, the skate, the skeyboard one. Sure. You know, uh, I don't really remember what it looked like though. I'm let's having, look, let's pull this one. Yeah. Up. I'm having trouble remembering the actual visuals. Okay. okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, so t- right. What are we looking at right now? So we're looking at, uh, <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. We're looking at a, a hard crash. Of, it's like, he's like riding through a desert trail. Um, and there's like rocks and like yeah. potholes and there's jumps on the road. Yeah. Why is he there? Yeah, no, I remember this. I like the uh, <laughs> I like the the ramps. The ramps are a lot of fun. Yeah, you can do the backflips. That's yeah. cool. You have to hop over that tire, I'm assuming. Yeah, th- this was fun. I like this one, but I don't know why he's so far in the desert. Um, I didn't like, like, it's always annoying. Bike physics always annoy me. Cause I feel like it like this, if I don't land the wheel the right way, his body just like spasmed right. and freaked <laughs> right, out and right, flipped right. a million times. Yeah. And then moving on. Uh, okay. So wait, this is the, the her falling. Oh good. <laughs> this is great. That's bad. Oh, so she had the spin in the sand. Yes. That's how you got through. That's why you, the spin was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been around. I don't right. know, a now, beach ball or which cactus doesn't or something. Make any no, I want to save the best one for last. We have a few other ones. Thing, for sure. I want to save the best, my favorite one for last. Uh, so let's talk about a d- different one. Uh, there's this Frisbee one. Actually, oh, it's frisbee. technically called Flying Disc. 
Oh yeah, sorry, flying disc. And this one it was an interesting mechanic because the goal was to actually throw it the right amount of power and angle so that your partner could run and catch it across the map. Mm. Yeah. So this was a two-player game. No, uh, you just had to judge it right. Yeah, mm. it was sort of about like the the partners like an AI thing, and you said like I kind of get in the right spot and like use the right variables to like make it so that they can get there. That one That's was really right. fun. I think of the ones I played yeah. on my emulator. That was my favorite because I yeah. like those little like space puzzle games. Um, yeah. I'm pretty terrible at spatial recognition in real life. Um, it, it's a problem I run into daily, but in video games, it's a little bit easier. And so it's nice to like, be able to pretend that I can like tell how far away stuff is. If we dude, if I had a power meter in real life, so I knew like how hard to throw something, it'd be incredible. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This was a good one. I love a meter. Yeah, I, remember I love a good meter. The, the disc is a, that gave me a whole different idea of what they were throwing. It seemed like a big, hard, like solid, like heavy disc <laughs> discus, discus. <laughs> yeah because it, yeah it really it, w- it would kill the person on the other end yeah. Yeah. if you yeah. only if they're not careful <laughs> um, um just, and now what and i'm looking through the list i think we have one last have one, one left. to talk about and it's the big one sure uh, that's right <laughs> i'm talking about footbag <laughs> perfect yeah it's a perfect game now footbag is the is the true i think culmination of all the values this game wants to instill yeah. Uh, California, we, I'm looking here. We've got the, the bridge. Mm-hmm. I should know the name of it. The Golden Gate bridge. That's right. A uh, lot of suicides and on then, that bridge. And yeah. And then to our right, Alcatraz. Alcatraz, man. <laughs> How awesome. I, I had no idea that Alcatraz was in there. Right, that's amazing. Hey man, it's California, you know? Yeah. They did a good job. I mean, it's a very simply it, it's designed. Im- it's unmistakably Alcatraz. Oh, for sure, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And then, and then they got the fog and the bridge. I mean, it's very nice. Yeah, and they, and then their bird. I mean, the, and the goddamn bird. The game the promises seagull. to deliver on two things, which are California. <laughs> In games. And, games. and I think we can safely <laughs> yeah. say that they hit both of those targets. This one checks both boxes for yeah, it for sure, sure has hella games. It also for sure is in California. Now, the thing I need to talk about this one is there was kind of two goals with this game. Mm-hmm. I remember one. Keep the ball in the air. Classic hacky sack. Hit the bird. Kill that bird. As many times as possible. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the entire goal was to destroy that bird yeah. with, the, with the with the bag. Right, that becomes the primary objective <laughs> immediately for any child playing this game. Yeah, you were hazy on the details of some of these mini games, but you instantly were like, "Yeah, the bird has the to bird. die. Yeah, you have <laughs> like, to kill the bird." I remember that we must kill the bird. <laughs> I mean, it's like you got a kid playing this this game. We give him a, a hacky stack, which is like it's funny because it's almost as they were like they were like, well, what other games can we put in here? I guess hacky sack. Well, that's not fun. Okay, but you have to kill a bird. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like now, and I think it actually gets away, right? Or does it like die? Yeah, I don't think it dies. I, th- I don't <laughs> think that. If you hit it enough times, up. you take it home and eat it. In the seventh unlockable mini game, cooking a <laughs> wild bird, <laughs> the most extreme sport of all. Dude, cooking is an extreme California sport. Man, my chipped tooth is whistling a lot today. Sorry about that, gang. Um, How did it happen? When did that happen? Uh, I was watching the true story. I was watching a wrestling show. I was watching a WWE uh, Night of Champions. Yeah, usually, you uh, chip your tooth at my, at my house. I was watching a wrestling show, the pay per view, and I was drinking a bottle of whiskey, and something happened. I think Randy Orton hit an RKO off the top rope. And I was like, whoa, but I was holding a bottle and I went and clocked the down on my tooth and chipped it. Oh, oh shit. Um, look, man, be careful when you're watching wrestling. because Something exciting could happen at any time. And right. who, who knows? You might right. fuck yourself up. 
Um, I got a chip. I chipped my tooth a little bit when I was drinking a bottle of beer and my friend's dog came up and, and knocked it right into my face. Bottles are a lot more dangerous than people would have you believe. Bottles are way tougher than people would let you. Yeah. People want you to think bottles are easy, but it's like, that's why I only drink out of my hat. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's why Griffin has his special drinking hat that he carries with him everywhere he goes, like a fucking weirdo. What are those things called? Uh, oh, the fucking beer can hats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you no, have no. one of those? Huh? Do you have one of those? Uh, no, but I do have a, I have a beer bong uh, that I that I used to drink coffee out of once. Did nice. you, is that true? Yeah, it was for a sketch, but right. okay. I drank a lot of Word. coffee I thought it was like it. for like a really bad morning. Like you woke up and you just were like <laughs> just pouring out coffee the door. down a tube for like no clear reason. No, but I am excited for the, the day that I do get there. Yeah, and uh, eventually you'll fuck yourself up bad Here's a fun enough. fact about me. Uh, if you guys want to talk about like credentials. Sure. <laughs> I, Which is what I, we've all been talking about. <laughs> that's how we end every yeah. segment. <laughs> uh, no, but I, about those beer bong hats. This is something funny that just happened to me like two days ago. I did this photo shoot back in like 2013 or 14 mm-hmm. for uh, Golf Digest. And uh, I had to, at one point, it was like for uh, the article was like 15 golfers on the course that we all know. And it was like one was like the drunk. <laughs> and I had to wear this, uh, one of those beer bong hats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just like a couple of days ago, uh, Golf Digest released a, a, an article about like another Florida man article about this guy who got like a DUI in a golf cart. And they just used my phone. Uh, <laughs> so I'm a Florida man. That's incredible. Yeah. What an honor, Congratulations. Dude. Yeah. You officially it's ascended to the uh, the pantheon of Florida men. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. Is that's that? pretty huge. Um, well, on dude, that note, I think we can probably bio. move to our commercial break before we get into our final set range about this game. Griff, what do you think? I want to be a Florida man. We can't all be Florida, man. Okay, well, that seems like a relevant answer to my question. <laughs> I'm going to start taking photo shoots and like of stock photos now to hopefully just get in the Get in the zeitgeist, man. Yeah, you can't ask for it. It's 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 like the it's you got to manifest it. You know. It's yeah, like, you're right. You're right. It's got to believe. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Okay. Yeah, let's go to a commercial break. Speaking <laughs> of prep, the wrap up. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Give us one second. We'll do our final ratings and segments. We'll talk to you guys soon. Game Boys Nation. Hello, it's me and Lux. Hello. And we've got a product that probably applies to a lot of you guys because I know we spend a lot of time indoors, but we also spend a lot of time outdoors on the turf playing ball, playing sports, yeah, playing sports. And, you know, as, as sports players, you get, um, you get dirty. Yeah. You get, well, a lot of things that you need to play sports. You could sprain your ankle, you get a concussion, you could uh, jam your fingers, or you might end up with a gnarly case of jock itch. And that's what we're here to talk about today, specifically the sort of crotch rash that comes with playing sports and sweating a lot. And now I'm actually getting that. I've been playing a lot of the NBA 2K and I've just been getting it here on the couch. And so it's really can apply to gamers and and non-gamers alike. Yeah, especially if you uh, don't uh, change your underpants. Um, (laughs) But we have a product that's going to take you and your sporting rash that because we know you guys love to play sports. Uh, and we're going to clean that up right now with some Lotrimin Ultra Jock Itch Cream. Yeah, and this is just a real product. Yeah, no, we're not even smell up. This one's really great. You can go take it home. You rub it around your crotch, and apparently the rash goes away. I don't know. Usually when I've had Jock Itch, I kind of just ride it out and suffer in silence, because um, of mostly because of toxic masculinity. But if you don't want to be like me, and you want to be a better person who understands how to accept and deal with their pain, try Lotrimin Ultra and clean up that jock. Yeah, stop being so toxic, gamers. 
Yeah, gamers never leave your gamer chair again. We have a bad reputation for being toxic, and part of that's that we just don't even engage with our junk in a meaningful, emotional way. It's time to start today with Lotrimin Ultra. Clean up that rash, clean up your crotch, feel better. Starting now, use promo code GAMEBOYS at checkout. Use this product and you'll become president. Not going to guarantee that. Hey there, Internet, and we are back with the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Nick Pubo, and we are still talking about California games for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. You get you say, hey, Internet. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't you know. I don't know exactly who's listening. I can't name them by name. You just got to cover all your bases. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I know for sure they're on the Internet. Otherwise, they can't really, fucking get really it. There's no, digi- there's no hard copy of this bullshit. Um, that would be awesome. Hello, we're handing out uh, tapes. hello, readers of our physical transcripts. <laughs> if we were just like, out there backpacking, like selling CDs out of the back of our car, just like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, you guys could do like live readings of your podcast. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, fuck. That'd be dope. Um, and by dope, I mean oh. pure torture for anyone who goes to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be truly hellish. But oh, I don't wish you're my worst that, enemy. Or actually, now that we're done talking about that and planning for future media it's time for us to give our final thoughts on this game that's right it's time to rate the game boys girls and friends beyond that binary we are going to go around a little quick circle give our final thoughts on the game and rate it on a scale from one to five joysticks and nick because you are our guest you can go first what are your final thoughts about this game um well i'm gonna give it five <laughs> out of five Sick. joysticks even though um there are no joysticks involved in that game but i think that <laughs> It absolutely deserves all five. Fuck yeah. It's a perfect game. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. Game. Dude, yeah. Right, Honestly, that's a fucking, that's, that's a, that's a fucking A plus thesis. I think like I, I, I'm, I'm so close to agreeing with you, except a lot of the games are a little janky. Yeah. You, you really uh, openly said you did not like about half the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's tough for me because I do love, I love the spirit of this game. Uh, like I said, I think it has a distinct choom. What a wonderful phrase. Uh, which is, uh, you know, something that more games should have. And you got to respect those types of games. Uh, I do like that it's challenging and I do like that it's about California, man. Um, and it fulfills one of my major check boxes, which is can you jump in the game? And you can jump in almost every mini game. And I think that's really important. I'm going to give it four to five joysticks for that. Wow, that's generous. Okay, yeah, it really is. And here's why. It's, two, <laughs> it's 2019. And so in 1987, when a game came out, as long as the game could sort of approximate the thing it was trying to do, that was pretty cool. But now we have a new standard. Because it's 2019, and one thing games are supposed to do is work correctly. Um, which this game right, only does... Fair sometimes uh-huh um the controls can be janky uh it's unclear what obstacles need to dodge and which ones you can kind of don't need to dodge point scoring is weird rendering is weird it's super fun in the way that a lot of these like snes or early sega mini game packet games are really fun like you can sit down there for five ten minutes um and like have a blast playing like kirby samurai or Footbag or flying disc or whatever um Kirby Samurai is like my favorite of like that genre of thing, but Kirby Samurai sounds great. Yeah, it's in the Kirby like All-Star Kirby. pack. It's very good. Um, but the point being that these games, they're cool, but they don't always work the way they're supposed to, which like obviously it's 1987 for 1987. It's mm. a pretty cool piece of computing, but it doesn't really hold up and it doesn't really have any of like that really like. The games of that era that I think hold up and are really impressive are the ones that have some kind of like that weird experimental strangeness that comes with a lot of like early video game stuff that this one doesn't quite capture for me. Yeah. 
I mean, I think in 1987, for me, it's a four out of five. Maybe in 2019, it's more like a two out of five. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, like, um, to be completely honest, no bits. It's probably a two. Yeah, I was going to go two two and a half because like it's. Oh, that's fair. It's pretty fun. Like you said, it has the flavor that I wanted to have. Like it's it's very California. It's very bodacious, tubular, rad, but it doesn't work. Um, No. No, it doesn't. And looking at all the old things like the 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 pictures and and flashing back to all that stuff i'm like oh yeah these weren't very exciting <laughs> yeah, I exactly think, like so. i said the, the foot bag and the surfing are probably the two games that are right those have like goals and like oh stakes right. and the other four are just like here you go you're moving right. you're moving to the right good luck all right. <laughs> right. and definitely that guy playing the foot bag was on drugs for sure for sure well i mean Hacky sack. <laughs> right. It comes to San Francisco. In San Francisco. San Francisco. Sure. And when you combine all those variables, it's almost it's basically trust, right. you can honestly in Phoenix, right? You could probably take a man to jail for that. Yeah. Um, he, he died. Of, that kid died of an overdose. Yeah. Later. Tragic, but inevitable. Right. Um, but yeah. So my thing is, it's, I think it's like a two and a half. It was a lot, like it was cool. It was fun to revisit. But like, like, for instance, we did Maniac Mansion recently, which was around the same like similar era, even earlier. And I gave it a higher score, but that was because it had so many artifacts of like weird early gaming attached to it that this sure. doesn't quite have in the same way. Um, it's just not that weird. It's like an attempt to do something that's not that weird that comes out not that weird. And I don't know. It's a two and a half for me. I think it's cool. I'm glad we had to play it. I was really fucking stoked to get to play it and fuck around with it. But it just wasn't cool. as like exciting as like, I don't know, older yeah, stuff can be. I think I let I think, think I let my extreme sports uh, past ego uh, influence my rating for this game. So just know that this one, you know, this one comes from a skater's perspective. I also <laughs> gave Griffin the choice to, of two games. Uh, this one and Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah, <laughs> I, saw, I, saw I actually don't remember if Arrow the Acrobat was a good game. Or I not. truly have no idea, but I okay. guess maybe we can, you can come back and we can find out again together sometime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was definitely a game. Yeah, <laughs> that is the end of that, which means time for everybody's favorite segment. Man, tell you a segment that's right, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. It's time for the segment segment. That's where Griffin and I create segments and present them to our guests, and we play little stupid games that we invented. Griffin, what is your segment this week? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Toxic or Toxic. <laughs> The game show where I say video game news and you guys quickly from the heart, instinctually gut level. Tell me if you think it's toxic, like bad or toxic, like the Britney Spears song, which is a slap and a banger and the voice of our generation. Uh, So how do we answer this? We say toxic or toxic or it's really I I don't even know. Okay, okay. Cool. I usually uh, go deep one. voice like toxic for bad, or I just sing the song if it's good. Right. Old Town Road was just covered by Animal Crossing's KK Slider. <laughs> you know Old Town Road? No, I don't know what any of that means. Okay. That. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Old Town Road is this song this kid Lil Nas X made that was mm-hmm. okay Billy Ray Cyrus. and had some traction, and then Billy Ray Cyrus father of Miley, maker of Achy Breaky Heart, hopped on the remix and the raps. remix is out of control. Uh, and he raps about song. horsey. Oh, I feel like I have It's Billy Ray Cyrus kind of like trap rambling with like trap snares in the background. It oh, includes no. one of my, the most iconic lines of bizarre modern rap I've ever heard where he goes, uh, my life is like a movie, bullfighting and boobies, uh, cowboy hat by Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. Oh, man. Um, super weird. I'm very into KK Slider, the little dog with the guitar covering it, because at this point, the song is everywhere, and like, good for good for fucking Animal Crossing I think it's getting good. in on it. Anyways, all right. Uh, Apple's going to spend a, a, a half a billion dollars on its subscription game service. 
Toxic. I say, I say toxic. I say Apple's games typically suck. Like most games on the App Store just suck. Like I don't think Apple knows how to make games. Just, oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm 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 interested to see what it's going to be like. Okay, is that worth it? Yeah, sure. Yep, that is okay. Uh, if it sparks a positive reaction, give it a song. Just sing your uh, truth. So someone recreated the Pokey Rap to include all 812 oh Pokemon. My God. <laughs> That's toxic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought it was going to be do, 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 uh, but uh, it's just so long. There's like a part of me that is like, I'm glad they're all chronicled, but there's also like the bigger part of me that's like, there's a corporation that could have done this. And it sucks that like some human being was like, I'll just do your work for you, Niantic. It, he's, a, he's a guy at Polygon. It was kind of a funny way he did it, but it was also brutally long. Uh, okay. And then last, a creator of Call of Duty, Jason West, has joined the team behind Fortnite. How do we feel with this game? A creator of Call of Duty mm-hmm. joined Fortnite people? Yes. I think that's toxic as fuck. Okay. Yeah, me too. I- I hate it. I, I like the only thing I like about Fortnite, and there's not a lot. And the m- more time that passes, there's less and less. But like the one thing I do like about it is how cartoony and goofy it is. And it, that's largely because it's like a response to Call of Duty stuff. So bringing in one of these Call of Duty guys to like get it tight. It seems like a quick way to ruin the only redeeming quality about that game. Yeah. And it just goes to show that they have so much money if they're hiring him. Yes. Well, they, I mean, we, <laughs> they've had billions of dollars for like two years now to do what? You know, what? what's he going to do? I mean, who knows? I guess we'll find out on like the next season 37 update or whatever, however far into that game they are. Right. Ugh, ugh, subscription battle royale games make me fucking angry. Yeah, I'm going to say toxic. All right, Lex, take it to your statement. All right, let's do it. We are going to go back in time, but not very far and do a quick game of pitching the past because my name, sorry, because <clears throat> my name is Tony Hawk, professional skateboarder, <laughs> and I want to know why I should play California games. Wow, Tony, it's such a such a pleasure to meet you. you I mean, the Birdman. I'm glad you yeah. recognize me immediately because all the time people can't tell that it's me, Tony Hawk. Well, I had no idea you were Australian. It sort I mean, of that's... comes and goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You look good in a beard, though. Oh, thank dude, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do look good. Uh, dude, I saw you shred. I saw you shred in a half pipe back in the day, man. Oh, were uh, you one of my notorious Tony Hawk Boom Boom Hawk jams? Yeah, dude, I was actually there and you were so good. You're like, it was like watching. It was it was truly like outside this one segment. It was like watching like a superhero. Like, how does it feel to be like uh, how does it feel to be in your 40s and still talk like you're 17? Oh, it's totally crazy. You think more people would know I'm a skateboarder, but instead they think I'm just a regular dad. Yeah, I've heard a lot of interviews with you and um, I think you're great, but it's it's kind of like grow up, you know? No, I totally understand. But anyway, totally let's talk that, about right? why Sorry I should play this video <laughs> game. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's, 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 let's take you down a little bit more. Um, no, uh, you would think this game is okay tony i think i think what this game would do for you tony is it would put it would light a fire in you to say we can do more we can go bigger we can take skateboarding to the next level and maybe this might be the impetus for you to create a video game franchise of your own i don't think so a video game about <laughs> skateboarding that's crazy <laughs> And the thing I didn't think of when I realized I was going to do this bit. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about the half pipe uh, game a little earlier, and it um, we were talking about how it's realism and how accurate it was. 
and maybe you could learn a thing or two. You know? Oh, you think you could yeah, teach me to become a, a better skateboarder? <laughs> I only ever want to elevate my air game. And, and you know, Tony, just how you uh, started in skateboarding, eventually I feel like you'll diversify your business interests. This could turn, teach you how to diversify your hobbies. You could start learning how to footbag. You think I'm going to pick up a new sport at 40? Oh, such a good idea. I need to retrain my mind and body. The timeline's a little fucked up here, but yeah. (laughs) How do you feel? Yeah. A little bit. How do you feel about uh, seagulls? Oh, I hate them. Oh, perfect then. It's the perfect game for you, Oh, if this is a game where I can get my revenge on seagulls for all the horrible things they've done to me and my family, then I'm going to play it for sure. Oh, they kidnapped my children. Oh, and turn Jesus them all into Christ. birds. Dude, is that why you're called the bird man? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a hunter thing, but people got confused. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go skateboard and then play this game because you guys did a good to average job of pitching it to me. I'll catch you later. <laughs> nah. Hi, Tony. Come back soon. Later, man. Sorry about insulting you. <laughs> well, that was weird that he came to the show and forgot about his own video game franchise. But hey, look, he's a yeah. skateboarding guy. He's a Those good guys guy. He's definitely like 60 now. But speaking of wackos, um, we have come to the end of the show. And that means that it's time for us to talk about where people could find more of you, Nick, because they'm sure they will want to because you have been a badass guest. So what can people look for to find more of you on the Internet or other places? Uh, number one is uh, I'm on a little sketch team called uh, Jonald. That is, uh, we release weekly sketches every Monday. Uh, it's always a weird thing. Uh, you can follow us at John Comedy on Instagram or Twitter. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Jonald. Uh, um, you can follow me uh, on uh, Nick Pupo on any platform. And then uh, I'm also on a, a live sketch team called Gutter. Uh, that is third Wednesdays every month, 8 p.m. at the Pack Theater. Yeah, and you guys are listening to this uh, this morning. Uh, be coming out Wednesday morning, so tonight uh, they'll be playing 8 p.m. at the Pack Theater. If you're listening when this episode comes out, Whoa. it's a good team. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Hell yeah! All right, we'll check all that out, Griffin. Tell me about it. Ooh, um, you can download Yoshi's Crafted World on the Nintendo Switch, and that's all I'm plugging. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, weird, but cool. All right. Well, you can contact us at Game Voice Pod on Instagram. Follow us there. You can reach us there uh, through the DMs. Or if you want us to talk about you on the podcast, you can do what Grapster did, who I think might just be Griffin, um, who left a five star review. Grapster. On the I don't show. Know who Grapster is. Who says, Great pod, skip the Blood Bowl. Griffin is a hilarious host and does his best with the opening setups. His co host, who shall remain unnamed, provides. Only thing keeping it from six out of five stars is the never ending Blood Bowl updates. Stream it or dream it, bro. That, I, I don't know who. It's, yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> that just, that's like your only, those are your two complaints about me every week. So it just feel. <laughs> like that person is you uh i don't well a grabster i must have made that itunes account name like when i was like 10 years old or something grabster that's weird either way uh we did my bubble team did win two nothing this week i'm playing it on wednesday um all right well maybe you should listen to the reviews you're doing what (laughs) i play this dumb game called blood bowl that i only ever update on here mostly to make griffin angry um and so yeah we won two nothing last week it's great anyways listen to the fans that will do it thank you for the five star review please give us some more because the more people who give us five star reviews and ratings that help a lot of people find the show and then more people can listen to it and we can start building out this community or whatever which is very cool also if you want to find more of my shit check out at ml surfboard on twitter check out wisecrack see the videos 
and uh, production for the next Party World Wrestling show starts soon. So stay tuned for updates about the Indiegogo and other cool shit that you can see for our next episode of Party World Wrestling. That will do it for the Game Boys, though. That has been our show. My name is Lux. I am your host, your host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Nick Pupo, your editor and producer. is Haley Clemen. Your international music by Matthew Morton. And your, and your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. California Games.